Welcome to Finding Serenity in the Midst of Chaos podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tulai Masi, and I help high-achieving professional women move from overwhelmed people-pleasers to finding their balance, purpose, and meaning in life. This podcast is a series of transformational radio interviews with my friend 007 Ian Fleming about life's everyday challenges. We dive into so many life topics and I give profound examples of how I overcame some of these challenges to find inner peace, joy and serenity despite the changing and chaotic circumstances. As you listen more and more, you will find the useful tips and tools you can apply and embody right now so that you too can find inner peace from the inside out, no matter what your circumstances are. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Chulai. Hello, Ian. And hello, Daniel. Hello. <laughs> yes, three of us. Three of us, oh my God. <laughs> you're not seeing double, you're not seeing triple. We are here as a three. Yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah wait till the end of the conversation. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how are we all? Very good. Just finished the driving lesson. Scary, oh yeah, how'd it go? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, yeah, quite, quite scary, really. Um, lots of big roundabouts to tackle. But is that your yeah. first lesson? No, no, no. Um, I think that was number five or six. Yeah, number five. We've never, I think. Done, we've never done roundabouts that big before, so it was quite. Yeah, roundabouts here are a bit weird, aren't they? Just yeah, one minute it's two lanes, the next minute it becomes three lanes, and yeah. you don't know where it's coming from and all that, but. Yeah. Oh God, I'm glad I'm not a learner anymore. <laughs> I had my days. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's doing well. It's a challenge, but he he absorbs things. He's really quite a confident driver, so um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. good. It will be good. It will work. Yeah. It will always work out like like it does. Daniel, I remember last week I gave you homework, right? <laughs> did yeah. And did you do any of the homework? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't write it oh, down. That's a first like then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, first piece of homework I've done. But no, I, I didn't um I didn't make any like I didn't create anything um with it. But I just had a thought um about, you know, who I want to be, not necessarily what I want to do. Um mm-hmm. and it sort of it almost helped me answer the question what I want to do in a way. Okay. Uh, because, you know, deciding who you want to be gives you a better idea of what you want to do because if 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 you decide you want to go into a job mm. and then joining that job you're going to become someone who you don't want to be i think that's you know that's not a good idea um so yes. that, so, so knowing who you want to be uh, allows you to cross out some jobs which you probably shouldn't be going into interesting very interesting and um Deciding who you want to be, regardless of what job you do, mm. also helps you build some character that, you know, that, you know, and the values that you'll never, uh, compromise. Yeah. I think it's, right? it's really important to, you know, it's all well and good saying, like if someone tests you and says, right, what would you do in this moral situation? Or how do you feel about this? Mm. Or what are your, what are your values? Um, I think quite a lot of people have those values, but then when it comes to it, don't utilize them. They just sort okay. of go with the flow. So I think when you decide who you want to be, you mm. sort of co- you sort of get it in writing almost uh, yeah. about what you think. I mm. think that's really important because there's thinking something and then, you know, having it down sort of almost makes you do that. I think that's yeah. important. Yeah, it's part of the process of becoming that person. And mm. 
course, there there will come times where you need to adjust, where you need to really practice and embody. Ian and I have been talking about this many episodes before. It's not just about reading something. It's just about also embodying what is it that you've written down, don't you think, Ian? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, we use the classic example of riding a bike. Nobody learns to ride a bike just by reading a book about it or listening to somebody else's advice. And I suppose you could say mm. that for your driving lessons. You, know, you have to actually have practical lessons in the chair yourself, not just watch somebody else do it. So, yeah, it's about taking mm. that and, and doing it yourself, isn't it? That's that's what we've, we've taught. There is some effort involved here. It's not just lay back and let it happen type thing. Not just effort also, but lessons. There may be some falling down. You have to fall a few times in order to be able to get back up and just ride it and not make the same mistakes. So when I was learning to ride a bike at the age of 27. Brilliant. <laughs> so Excellent. I, my, my husband taught me. He's a good teacher. And I was going, literally, I, would, I was going downhill with a, into a little um, lamppost. <laughs> I literally yes. aimed at the lamppost, good, good idea. towards it, and guess what happened? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, can, I can visualize he it. He, he made me do it again. And next time, I was a lot more careful. I used my brakes. <laughs> and I suppose time. that's a time where you were least wanting to get back up and get on it because you just had a nasty experience. So, you know, no way do I feel that I actually want to do that again. Exactly. And it's funny because I was focusing on the thing that I didn't want, which is to hit the lamppost. And I was literally focusing on hitting right. the lamppost. And not, not surprisingly, I did hit the lamppost. So, um, yes, talking of falling down, um, today is the results of the GCACs at the time of recording. What is it? 24th of August, 2023. Yes, yep. So, um, a lot of young people will be receiving their GCSE results today and um, probably a very nerve-wracking time and probably they already have. I don't know what time that they are released or anything like that. But, Daniel, you've had this experience firsthand this time last year, right? Yep, yep. Tell us about that. What about uh, receiving the results? or Receiving the results. and I mean, last week you said to us about you put a lot of expectations on yourself. So just tell me, through, talk us through the whole journey of what you were expecting, what is it that you wanted to do, and what the results were, how, you know, all of that, and we'll talk through it. Yeah, well, I suppose leading up to the exams, it was quite, I didn't, say, say, like year 10, the, mm. the year before you do your exams, I, I really wasn't trying, um, you know, and, and, you know, looking back, I can see, you know, I wasn't, wasn't focusing on lessons. I could have been infinitely more productive, um, mm. but I just didn't care. And then come year 11, it was sort of the same through most of year 11. And then right at the end, um, you know, not really when you want to be trying, but just at the end, um, I sort of, you know, really pressed on the gas and, and got going. And um, I suppose I expected sort of medium results. Um, you know, I, I thought initially my trajectory was going to be quite bad. Um, mm. But I thought if I really try, maybe I can get a few grades up here and there. Um, and I think I just went possibly overboard uh, with English, <laughs> okay. um, English language or, and literature. Um, but it really paid off. And I think it was it was quite... What really sad uh, makes me sad is um, 
me and my friends were predicted very low grades for quite a lot of our subjects. Okay. And um, my friend, uh, who I won't name, but he was he was um, he was predicted uh, to fail uh, English. Um, he was going to get a two, which is uh, under a four is a fail. Um, so he was predicted to two. He was in bottom set, great, uh, set six out of all the sets, and set one is the highest. Um, and he's, he, said, he said, you know, everything's going so slowly. Um, mm. And we managed to get him out of that class. Um, mm. And we both got, um, you know, some of the top grades for English. So because wow. we just both worked so hard right at the end. Um, mm didn't didn't work for all subjects you know couldn't couldn't <laughs> couldn't put that much time into all of them um mm. i think maybe over the course of you know the six years that you're given <laughs> you probably can but yeah in the last month just just one just but yeah it was good so i i was i'm happy with what happened yeah okay good and there was i remember i'm gonna come back to that part of it expectation versus you know let's talk about that first and then we'll go to the other side um lower expectations i mean i had the same sort of um experience with my son when he he was at 10 11 he's had spent us eight years in the same school but the expectations that he was put under was they expected the worst and guess Mm -hmm. what they've got they got the worst because Mm -hmm. at that point their brain isn't even developed and they're just children they're little children they're, they're just behaving what they're they're projecting what they're seeing ex- around them and um, when we decided to change his school the expectations went sky high and mm. they expected to be responsible for their actions they were mm. expected to behave well yeah. and they were expected to be good kids as they are and guess what happened he, yeah, he became a, yeah. he became a good good kid, which he already was anyway. Mm. And um, when he did his SATs exams um, in the other school, they didn't expect anything to happen. He was getting really horrendous results, actually, in all the mock exams. And it turns out he topped his English exam, which was one of the hardest exams of this year. Apparently, there was even on BBC News where <laughs> lots of people, well, lots of people left it crying. In this school, they expect him to do the best that they expected for him to be able to do, to sit through the exam, let alone do the exam and get any results. But because yeah. of because of the <clears throat> things that he's had learned habitually, but he not only sat through the exam, but he actually had the top mark, even though he didn't finish the whole paper. <clears throat> yeah. That's, and that that's, was, yeah, it's a classic <laughs> example of self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you tell <laughs> yeah. someone they're not going to do well, it pushes them not to do well exactly because yeah yeah what you expect you you will get oh. and uh, exactly that and the thing is you know we can put positive expectations on ourselves but we can also put and other people the society can put such expectations that are may not may or may not necessarily be true expectations may be because oh you know i have to do really well and if i don't do well it means something about me mm. Yeah. And Ian, have you got something to say about that? You were well, yeah, yeah. That that's right. It it's letting other people colour. 
it's performing to what you think other people expect of you rather than what you want and i've i've experienced that in in mm. the past i mean fortunately the first time i ever had exams at school was when i was eight and i think i didn't actually realize we were doing exams or what an exam was i was just being a good boy and doing the work i was told to do if i was out told to answer these quest 20 questions on this paper i just got on with it and I kind of came top of the class without even knowing what was going on. And then somebody said to me that I want to see you do that every time. And then I got into it and, you know, the expectation was was there then. But had mm. that not have happened and people would have said, I mean, I've had people say to me, you know, when I've been for a job interview, there was two of us going and somebody said, oh, well, that, congratulate the other bloke on getting the job then, you know, for wow. somebody that said, well, you're, you know. They're not going to employ you if somebody else is interested in it <laughs> without knowing oh any God. of the Someone other said fa- that to you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but, you know, you can't – yeah. And, and it does – it makes you think, well, then I'm never going to get a job. You know, I'm always going to fluff the interviews. And, um, you know, that was the one good thing for Daniel that he did some work last year at the weekend and he had a really good interview and it was a good experience i thought yes this is this is good for him and mm. is it first experience of actually going to work and that's taken all the fear and all the stuff mm. all the all the rubbish that i kind of had to face mm. and go through he won't have to because he's he knows you know he knows what he's doing and he's experienced it and it's been it's been a positive start so yeah that was just a couple of examples from me there. that's interesting actually um other people's expectations they're not really expectations other people's judgments on you daniel right. gave a great example of people judge them based on what they had been doing uh-huh yeah before they even grew up as people really mm. is still mm. growing up and finding yourselves and finding your way and it's the the grown-ups responsibility at that point to teach you the good way versus bad way or you know find find your own whilst finding your own way but putting expectations like that you're not going to get a good result isn't really a great thing because but that's a judgment that's a judgment Mm. based on a very small part of you that they see yes and same with you ian probably people have judged you for whatever reason and they probably were judging you in the old job or whatever when you were doing those wonderful presentations where I where, where we really got to know each other yeah, that's right. like wow this is the best way to do a presentation but why doesn't anybody do this <laughs> but, there you go yeah. it was and that encouragement that I got from you know it's a risk at first I mean are these people gonna like this sort of humor you know they're gonna turn around and say why do we have to have penguins in the presentation you know am I gonna care <laughs> but you just gotta go for it sometime if you think something's right give it a try and I've had a lot of encouragement during my working life to use humour in my presentations and that's mm. that's where it all comes from, really. Yeah, with, especially with, on a topic that people don't necessarily understand or can relate to very easily, oh. not unless you're a genius or a geek or whatever, but um, bringing, bringing the topic back into um, yeah. the thing that we really want to talk about. So how do you, if, I think one of the papers that you did sit through, Daniel, wasn't, so great and perhaps was disappointing based on what you wanted to achieve. Hmm. Tell us how you got through that disappointment. Well, um, <laughs> to be fair, um, I was actually pretty pleased with what I got okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I thought I was going to fail the exam. And actually, okay. I did. I did pass the exam, but it okay. still wasn't good enough um, to get into sixth form. So oh, okay. that was the one thing holding me back. So that's the reason why I had to reset that. Mm. Um, 
Not because I failed, it just wasn't good enough. Um, mm-hmm. So I suppose, yeah, when I heard it wasn't good enough and I had to resit it, I thought, okay, I'm going to go to sixth form, so I'm going to have to resit this. And for quite a while, I was pretty um, annoyed, uh, to use a better word, um, that the school was making me do this exam that, you know, I really didn't want to do. Um, it was maths and um, hated maths. Um I just really didn't, I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't think I was good at it. Um, I wasn't performing as if I was good at it. Um, uh, I just thought, oh, I'm going to sp- I'm gonna have to spend my free time going to these extra maths lessons just to do it again and to probably fail. And so that was what I was thinking for quite a long time um, until we, my parents <laughs> very kindly splashed out and got a private maths tutor, um, which was, you know, quite a bit. And not everyone can afford to do that. I'm not sure what would have happened if, if we couldn't have afforded mm. to do that. Um, I probably wouldn't be here, um, you know, going to sixth form. Um, wow. But when I got the math tutor, he was a bit of a bit of a crazy guy. Um, but he, he really got me into maths. And by mm. the end of it, I sort of finished my maths exam. And I thought, okay, that went really well. There was only like one or two questions I couldn't answer. Wow. I actually really, I actually really like maths. Um, <laughs> And and then I didn't take anything maths related for A-level. And I was just, what a shame. You know, if I'd have started working this hard in year nine, when maths was easier, you know, yeah. But I, I don't like to think about what could have been um, with maths. But yeah, it was, yeah, it, it, the, the tutor really changed the mm. perspective on that. Well, again, therefore, the previous experiences that you've had, you said, previously you said, self-fulfilling prophecy because mm. what you believe is what you experience mm-hmm. and you keep continue, you keep re- repeating the same <laughs> outcomes and the results yeah. and you just said you hated maths you didn't want to mm. do well you didn't think you were going to do well and you ended up doing well but not well enough to get into the courses that you wanted to get into uh, luckily <laughs> Ian and uh, Ian, didn't, Ian, Ian believes in you and he believes in great things that are about to happen for you and that's why he was able to pay for it and then help you see a better way and to discover what you are capable of but it, it was never your fault anyway in the first place where you got to because you never found uh, that click you know sometimes we have people in our lives that al- allows us to be able to do that and believes in you and support you clearly your teachers weren't so supportive by the uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's it's not about necessarily how we fall, how the what the result was, but what what that enables you to do going forward. You know, now a year on, not only did you get into a course that you now I'm hoping you're enjoying, <laughs> right? Kind of. <laughs> I'm enjoying I'm enjoying learning the content, and I find the actual subject really fascinating. I mm. just don't enjoy the academicness of it and the fact that I'm going to be tested on it and just remembering all these names and mm. you know I feel like I could really thrive um, you know getting into the subject and you know talking about it and applying it rather than just reading out of a book remembering as much as possible and then regurgitating it on a piece of paper wow. uh, yeah I, I really just don't I, yeah it's not my thing 
it's, it seems all about I'm memory. Have to, I'm have to stick it out. Yes, yeah. it is. But the thing is, this is where what unfortunately the education system is right now. This is oh. why it doesn't suit most of the, most of the younger generation who is oh. obviously wanting to just learn it how they want to learn it and apply it and oh. live it. Yeah. They live through experiences, as we said, and and yeah, so you're totally right. Testing it on an exam isn't anything to do with your ability to learn or ability to even uh, retain information, but it, it kind of, <laughs> that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you said last year, uh, last year, last week, <laughs> yeah. last week about, um, you know, perhaps going to uni is a waste of time. You, you think right now from mm-hmm. where you are right now because you still a lot of academicness mm. of it but sometimes you know in life we have to i'm not suggesting you go to uni or whatever if you don't want to but right now at this moment in time you just have to go through what you have to go through in order to get where you want to get to even if it's boring and there's nothing stopping you right now applying what you learn mm. you, you're right to- you're right, Chair. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I mean, mm. that resonates with me. I think I was ready to leave school at 16, if I'm totally honest. Mm. Uh, but I stayed on and did A-levels. I then went on to do a further three years at university. And mm. I, I just had to do what I had to do, really. In some ways, mm. I wish I'd have just relaxed and enjoyed uni a bit more and just not got this, you know, I'm doing what I need to be doing type thing. Cause it's, mm. But anyway, you know. We mustn't look back. We can look back and learn, obviously, and not repeat. Mm. But, but yeah. And I think for Daniel, probably, you know, he's he's outgrown the whole mechanics of school. You know, I mean, he was at school mm. when he was a five-year-old. He's at school now as a 17-year-old, but a completely different person, my, you know. My he's outgrown it, really. about at the age of five already. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, can un- understand that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess what... The whole point of this today's conversation is really just to bring it back to the listeners and, you know, um, sometimes we have to put up with some things oh. in life in order yeah. to get to where we want to be. But the important thing is to be clear on what that is. And you are now getting clear on what that is. And most importantly, you're getting clearer on who you want to be in the process. Because even this process of school, sitting in the exams and going through those academic things will add something to your personality, something to your character, something to your overall experience, enhance you as a person if you see it like that. You can make it look, you can make it become a self-fulfilling, oh, I can't be bothered with the school anymore and all this, or you can make it, what else can I get from this experience? What is it I'm learning that I never want to do again, for example? Yeah. You know, so perhaps just shift the way you look at that at the moment. Enjoy the journey, as we said many times, and the the cliche. But what is it that this journey is teaching me that I never want to repeat in my life? Uh, But I just have to get through it right at this moment. Mm, Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, You know, if people are listening and they're about to do their GCSEs or they've done them, or, you know, they're thinking Mm. about going to A level or going to college and then dropping out or, you know, going into a job or staying mm. along, whatever it is, I think for, for, for people who don't know what to do or perhaps they don't really feel like they want to go on with school, um, mm. I think it's important to, you know, take take the best opportunities. Like for mm. me, I, I could have gone to Banbury College and I could have done a police course, um, but that would have been very narrowing. 
Um, mm. You know, I would have only been able to do that. Um, so I think because I had the opportunity to go to A-level, I should have done, and I have. And yeah. I think, you know, if you, if you can, go for what, go for the best that you can, um, as long as there's some point to it. You know, if obviously if mm. you're thinking, oh, okay, so I, I could go and do this five-year course in, I don't know, advanced reading, okay, but what are you going to do with that you know yeah. so as long as it's got a purpose mm -hmm. if it's something better that you can do i think you should you should do it definitely and i like the fact that you say it gives you choices mm. and you can choose what you can choose not to go to university at the end of these two years or whatever yeah. you're going to study and you can choose to still go to become mm. a police officer or whatever it might be but it, yeah. at least you now have more than one choice to yeah leave to it go. to yourself later yeah exactly and it doesn't matter it you know, most people don't pursue what they want to do. One, because they don't admit to themselves. They don't, I, I don't know what I want. But of course you do. You just can't think of it because you're, most of us are uh, afraid of fear of failure, failure basically. Mm, yeah. And if you fail, what is that going to mean about me? Will I lose my friends? Will my family disown me or whatever? Or if you succeed beyond your expectations, and this happens to people as well, that if I become so rich, if I become whatever world famous, then will my family disown me or will I lose all my friends? And me, of course, in neither case, it's true. You don't lose your friends. And if, if you happen to lose some of your friends in the process, then, of course, that is also a good thing because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, they weren't your friends in the first place as it, mm -hmm. as it happened to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, different people will come and go in your life and um, everyone has their place, so. Yeah, good. Brilliant. I think, uh, I, you know what I'm going to say now, don't you? <laughs> I think you our time is up. Yeah, well, we've another... spoken quite a bit already. Yeah, we? I mean, it's fine. It's another um, slightly extended uh, episode mm. of uh, Finding Serenity in the Midst of Chaos today. Um, we, we've mm. got the opportunity with uh, Daniel. I think we'll have possibly one more week uh, of opportunity before he indeed does go back and um, get into the second year of A-levels as we've been talking about so mm. possibly one more episode with the three of us to, and yeah. you know I, I think it's valuable to, to to bring in somebody who's going through that process at the moment live you know with the driving and the studying and everything and to you know, I know he is a very thoughtful person and thinks a lot about things and can be, be mm. challenging. And, you know, that's that's good. That's what I would want. Well, not only uh, to those who are going through this specific experience, but also yeah. going through any experience yeah. of disappointment, expectation, other people's judgments. Yeah. We all go through the at different stages of our lives. And the important thing is to, as we said last week, and as we continue to say, is to decide who you want to be and what is it that makes you feel good at this moment in time. And most people are more worried about what other people will think and how will they, will they feel about this. Well, you know, it's not your responsibility to care about how other people think <laughs> or what other people think mm -hmm. or how they feel. You just Again. need to do what you need to do. It was just one quick example of that. When I finished university, I did pretty much have a, a year, what they would call a gap year these days. And uh, right. people would say to me, oh, you could be doing a lot more with your time than what you're doing. And, you know, you're just wasting your time. You, you've got this degree and you're doing nothing with it. I thought, for goodness sake, I've got the, you know, you've got to assume that you're not going to be dead next week. You know, you've got to assume that you're going to live. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I have lived <laughs> beyond that point. And, you know, I've I got years and years to do what 
you know, to do something with what I've achieved. Uh, you know, to, yeah. we don't have to rush. I don't have to be rushing just because people think I ought to be, you know. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's another thought there. There's another thought. Yeah. I mean, do, yeah. Is oh, there uh, any final words from you, Daniel? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, it's very important. You've got to decide, I think, as part of, you know, decide when you decide who you want to be, you've got to decide, well, you know, how... What what level of success are you happy with? Because some people are happy with the bare minimum and they're happy to just, you know, get by. But mm. if you have, you know, big desires and big goals, which is, you know, it, it can be quite good for a lot of people to have those big goals. Yeah. Um, you've then got to decide, okay, you know, I am. So maybe in my dad's case, if he had higher aspirations we wanted to you know go into a uh, you know an even better job or get to the top of this you know you might not have had that gap here you probably could have been i don't know doing work experience or you mm. know something to build on that so i suppose yeah depending on what your goals is it's how much you want to put into it mm. yeah yeah and it's the the it all starts with clarity of what that goal mm. is yeah. right now and uh, if If people are struggling with, oh, I don't know what I want, start with writing down what is it that you do not want. Because yes, we, we talked so about this a lot. E yes, it's so quick and easy to come up with those, what we don't want. Oh, I don't mm. want this, I don't want that. Well, great, start with that. And you'll find, as halfway through writing those down, you're going to start to feel, ah, actually, I do want this instead. So. Good. Okay, another great conversation uh, as always. Lots of things covered, and I'm sure you know people listening will will help. We, we've um, well, we're over a hundred episodes of this podcast now, so you've got lots and lots to listen back to if you're fairly new to it. And if you're a regular, it's it's great yeah. to have you along again. Nice talking to you both, and we'll speak again next week. If you're serious about attracting what you want in life, make gratitude a part of your daily routine, and watch amazing things happen. Did you know that you can have a better mental health and physical health, enhance compassion, feeling of calm and peace, have better sleep, and improved self-esteem just by making gratitude a habit? Well, I've just a thing for you to integrate gratitude into your daily life in just eight minutes a day. It is what I call a heartfelt gratitude meditation audio. I put it together just for you and it is available now to anyone who wants to use it for free. Just go to www.tilaimasicoaching.com forward slash gratitude and start living your life in gratitude right now. <laughs>